This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Ever want to record your own podcast? We're looking no further than Anchor. Not only do they have the creation tools which allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, but Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. Anchor app. Go download it. Start today. What's up, y'all, and welcome to the third installment of the Post Fade Podcast. It's your host, the one, the only Justin Bro. And in today's episode, I will be talking about the last five of the most intriguing trades, in my opinion, that happened during the NBA draft. All right, the first trade I want to talk about with you guys involved the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Memphis Grizzlies. In this trade, the Grizzlies received Brandon Clark. And the Thunder received Darius Baisley along with a future second round pick. Now, for the Grizzlies, Brandon Clark is a really, really good player. He's very underrated in my opinion. And they received a lot of value for this pick. He is going to go great along with John Morant and Triple J on the Grizzlies as they start to build that young core. Uh, The thing about the Grizzlies is they don't have control over their next first round pick as it is top six or top eight protected i forget which um and if it falls in that area uh, it's gonna go to the celtics so if we're talking about brandon clark here he's a he's an old school big man um he's pretty athletic he's around six nine six ten from gonzaga some would say he was the best gonzaga player last year now you know gonzaga also had rui hachimara um he was uh the ninth pick in the draft went to the Wizards but uh with Clark he's gonna be playing some four for the Grizzlies uh some spot five if they have triple J on the bench uh he's your basically he's your basic athletic big man run up and down the court uh he's one of the best defenders last year in the NCAA and he compliments triple J very well triple J is your all-around big man he can stretch the floor and shoot the three and let Clark do all the inside work he can run uh, pick and roll with John Morant. Uh, he's <laughs> everything that you would want in a forward. And he is the perfect pick for the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, fast forward and look towards the Oklahoma City Thunder with their pick. Darius basically is a project. I mean, you could say that he went from high school to the NBA. 
because he didn't play college basketball. He decommitted from both Syracuse and Ohio State. Um, he also had four other schools that were bidding for him. He elected not to go to college. Um, he thought about going to the G League, but after talking with his team, he turned that down. Uh, he eventually signed with Clutch Sports, and he's been staying in Miami with Mike Miller, uh, working on his skills and getting ready for this moment. Um, not too long ago, he signed with New Balance, which is pretty major because New Balance is starting to become the wave with Kawhi Leonard uh, doing his thing. Many, many uh, athletes are starting to move, move towards that brand and help build it up. Overall, I think Baisley is a, a solid pick for the Thunder. I'm not sure how much he's going to contribute right away. He's still pretty raw. He's still a prospect. But nonetheless, if he can put things together, he can be a nice, solid piece to go along with PG-13 and rest over there. Alright, next on the list is a trade that happened between the Suns and the Celtics. In this trade, the Celtics received a future 2020 Bucks first round pick and the Suns received Ty Jerome along with Aaron Baines' contract. Now with Aaron Baines, you know he's a solid uh, backup big man. Uh, there's not much more to it. He can shoot the ball a little bit. He's very streaky with his jump shot. He just started shooting, was it last year or the year before? Uh, he can protect the rim. Uh, he's pretty slow on his feet. But other than that, it's a solid pickup. Uh, he isn't making too much money. He just, I want to say, opted in into his uh, player option, if I'm not mistaken, before being traded away. So that's a solid move for the Suns. They also get a, a veteran um, in Aaron Baines. Now with Ty Jerome, he's also one of my favorite players in this draft. He's a, a 6'5 point guard. Uh, some compare him to Sadaransky from out of Washington. But in my opinion, after looking at some video of him, he looks a lot like a bigger version of Monte Morris from the Denver Nuggets. Uh, think of the high IQ point guard, doesn't really turn the ball over much. Uh, he's an above average shooter, very streaky as well. Um, true playmaker. He's really out there looking for assists. You aren't going to see many turnovers. Uh, he's able to flow into any offense and run that offense to damn near perfection. Now, when it comes to defense, he isn't the best defender. Uh, you can see that he tries his best, but uh, as far as getting steals or uh, being like a Patrick Beverly type, he isn't that. But he's also a project. He's really young. He's like 20 years old. So give him time. That, that's something that can be taught. Overall, I like this pick more than the other pick that they had in the first round. Uh, Cam Jordan. Uh, I feel like Ty Jerome is going to come in there and start maybe not day one, but around 15 games in, once he really shows the potential that I know that he has, he's going to be really, really solid. Uh, the thing I don't understand is that Ty Jerome is for the most part a very very safe pick is going to be a really good player so why wouldn't most teams try to move up and get him even if it's to fulfill like a backup role like in my opinion he's going to be better than a majority of the backups in the league at the very least like he can get minutes on practically any team so for the Suns to get him this late in the draft is a huge plus Now, the third trade I want to talk about, it's a, I wouldn't say it's a big trade, but being that it involves one of the most uh, highly profiled people in this draft, 
I wanted to add it to this list. Now this trade involves the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Clippers. The Nets received Jalen Hands in a future 2020 76ers first round pick. And the Clippers received Mfondu Cabanagli. I don't know how to say his name. Cabanagli, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Kevin Gailey, just looking at the starting report for him, there, there really isn't much. Um, his uncle is Mutombo. Um, he's around 6'10", 6'11". Uh, looking at his pro comp, Biombo, I mean, Biombo isn't really that great of a player, but I understand where, where they're coming from as far as having uh, a big man who can defend the rim, as far as being alley oop threat, but... Other than that, there's there's not really much uh, to say involving him. He doesn't really have uh, great potential. He kind of is what he is. Now, looking at Jalen Hans, Jalen Hans was one of the most highly recruited players coming out of high school. He ended up going to UCLA. Um, he was a sophomore, if I'm not mistaken. He was on that team that had uh, Jello that got into a lot of trouble. He didn't get into trouble because he wasn't involved, but he was on that team. Uh, he really underperformed in college. Uh, he didn't really live up to expectations. Uh, that's a big reason why he dropped. He's a 6'5 point guard. Uh, he can handle the ball decently. He's, he's not the best shooter. He's pretty athletic as far as getting to the rim. He's not going to dunk on anybody, but as far as uh, using his body to get around defenders and create athletic layups, he can do that. But that's about it for him. I mean... At the most, he can be a, a backup point guard, but I don't see any all-star type potential for him. And that's saying a lot considering uh, where he was slotted coming out of high school. Like People were damn near saying that he should go straight from high school to the league or to the G League and do that for a year. And then like he'll be a problem in the NBA. That goes to show you how much of a difference uh, high school, college, and the NBA are when it comes to competition. The fourth trade I want to talk to you guys about involved Detroit and Cleveland. Now, Detroit received four future second-round picks along with cash considerations as he makes an appearance again. While Cleveland received the 30th pick and they selected Kevin Porter Jr. Now, Kevin Porter Jr. was slotted to go in a lottery in many mock drafts. So, to see him drop is, is pretty concerning. I mean... I understand that he has uh, character issues. Uh, he was going through a lot of things off the court. Maybe that caused for him to drop. As well as his pay, his play style. I mean, with Kevin Porter Jr., he's either going to be a great player or he's going to fall out of the league in a couple years. He's a very ISO-heavy player. Um, his pro comp, in my opinion, after, after watching film, is J.R. Smith. Uh, he's a he's an okay shooter. That's something that's going to develop over time. But as far as uh, ISOing and uh, creating shots off the dribble, that's something that you can see maybe translate in the league. He isn't a good defender. He isn't a, a good passer. He's not going <laughs> towards the basket to get rebounds. He pretty much is what he is, and that's an ISO player. Um, best case scenario, he becomes uh, James Harden-ish. Worst case scenario... He becomes what J.R. Smith is right now, and that's not a very good player.
And the last trade I want to talk to you guys about involved the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. Yeah, most of you guys probably know where I'm going with this. As Denver received Bull Bull, 44th in the draft. And the Heat received a future second round pick. And you guessed it, cash considerations. Now, Bull Bull is a very, very intriguing player. Many people had him going top five before the NCAA season started. Uh, he eventually got hurt nine games in. And even then, people had him slated to go in the lottery. Now, the knocks on Bull Bull is that he isn't very strong. He has foot problems. That's always something challenging when it comes to big men. And people around the league believe that he's lazy. That's a stigma that he's going to have to fight through. Um, he's going to have a big chip on his shoulder. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did fight through it. And uh, he's shown that he has, uh, you know, very good work ethic. Now, a little bit about his game. Uh, his pro comp is Porzingis. And if you go watch the film, you can definitely see that. Seven foot two men. He averaged 21 and 10 during the nine games that he played in college. He's a very nice shooter from the three. He can handle the ball. Uh, he can throw you in the post and get buckets. I mean, he he's a very, very nice player. And if he can put things together, Denver is going to be a problem. Let's not forget, Denver still has Michael Porter Jr., who many people slept on because he was hurt last year. He's going to be getting some run this year. And <laughs> if he can add anything to that team, don't be surprised if maybe they make a run to the finals. I mean, like I said, the Jazz are a team that I have uh, slated making a big push for the finals due to that Mike Conley trade that they made. I talked about that in the last episode. If you haven't checked it out, go check out episode two. But um, yeah, Bo Bo could put things together. He can be a nice big man off the bench until he's ready to fully step into a starter. Uh, I mean, you can potentially be seeing a lineup where Jokic and Bo Bo are both on the court. Um, that's that's a pretty scary sight. I know the league is trending towards more small ball, but if you have two big men on the court who are agile, uh, can shoot the ball, can throw other teams in the post, they may be forced to play that big man, and that can be playing right into Denver's hands. And that will wrap up today's episode of the Post Fade Podcast. If you like what you heard, feel free to do the big three. And that is like, comment, and share the podcast. You can follow me on all social media networks under the Post Fade Podcast. As well as on your favorite podcasting apps. Now, on the next episode, I will be talking about free agency. And where I believe certain players will end up at. In the meantime, I want you guys to stay safe. And I'm out of here. Peace. As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Visit Hellsberg.com for safe and easy ways to shop this holiday, like free shipping and returns, virtual shopping appointments, or buy online and pick up in store. And right now, 
Get a free Microsoft Surface Go 2 with the purchase of $1,499 or more. You gift, you get. Limited time offer while supplies last. See online or in-store for details.